Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred. It's going to be a solo episode this week. The holidays are coming up, and I thought I'd spend the time telling you exactly what you need to get for your loved ones when it comes to bourbon based on their love of music. I can't wait to get into it. But first, a word from our sponsors. 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a -a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Write it like you stole it, drink it like you own it, live fast, drink responsibly. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Mictor's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Mictor's Whiskey, go to Mictor's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictor's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Big thanks to the sponsors. Listen, this has been a, a tough year, and the support of... The Beeline, Mictors, and 291 is greatly appreciative. You all have been there with me since the beginning of this podcast, and I'm just very thankful. So thank you for that. Now, before we get into what whiskeys to pair with the music lover in your life, I want to tell you I have started a whiskey club. The Fred Minnick Whiskey Club is one where you get uh, you get a whiskey a month. Like, it's my pick. It's a whiskey a month. It's something that would be, like, at the level of, like, um, Old Forester 1920, um, Elijah Craig, you know, the, that level. And then when you are a part of this club, you get an opportunity to have a crack at buying one of my barrel picks. So you want to 
you want to head on over to craftshack.com. That's craftshack.com and become a member. This is all done legally within the three-tier system. There's no shenanigans going on. Uh, some levels, some tiers, uh, we've got uh, gold, platinum, and double platinum. Some tiers get a get a signed book. Uh, I've got Zoom tasting, so we'll, everybody who is a member will get to do a Zoom tasting with me. And we'll have some fun interaction, and it's just going to be a great time. And listen, this is my passion. I love whiskey. I love talking about it. And I love complimenting uh, the whiskey with music. So come on over, and there's a lot of good things ahead. So go to craftshack.com. That's craftshack.com. Of course, you can always go to fredminnick.com for uh, more details and all the things I'm doing. Now, I have had the pleasure of uh, bringing on a lot of guests in this uh, in this in this podcast. I mean, we're going back. I'm not even a year old yet on this podcast. I've had Ludacris, Killer Mike, Mick Fleetwood, Daryl Hall, and Dominican Sue, uh, Ashley McBride, who's up for a Grammy. I mean, I've had so many great, talented, uh, rising stars as well. Alex Hall, uh, Sycamore. I just am just a big fan of all the musicians I've brought on. The Neverly Boys. I, I can't say enough good things about the Neverly Boys. I'm a big fan. And everyone I have uh, listened to, or everyone I've brought on, I've listened to, and I've really become fans. And I'll tell you, I'm working on a website that will allow me to have their music their music on uh, while you are listening to my podcast. So you can be listening to the podcast right in, in my website and go straight to uh, go straight to listening to their tunes. So I'm excited about that. Now that's a work in progress. It won't. It'll probably be Q1 before I can even announce that. But anyway, I promised you I would give you an episode about pairing whiskeys this holiday season based on the music lover. Um, the music lover is someone who's very in tune with what they like. And it's about the sounds that they like and the vibes they like. It's not necessarily always the the flavor, the, the taste of whiskey. What I have learned is that people who are fans of music are very easily transformed into fans of whiskey. And the reason why is, is it takes someone to focus on one of your it takes a lot of, it, you're you're focusing on uh one of your senses and and hearing and you're in your tran you know you're transferring that in your brain and it comes natural to you you hear you hear the beginning of a song you're like oh my god I love the song and then you remember the lyrics and then before you know it you're on a beach you're singing going wee party you know so music has a connection into our brain just like taste taste buds do so uh, taste buds you you taste a whiskey and then you know you're you you could you can remember the moment you tasted it and if you as long as you don't drink the whole damn bottle if you drink the whole damn bottle you may not you may not remember many things but you don't drink the whole damn bottle and you you can remember that moment you're tasting it you're in a special place you're having a great time and that's what this this is what i'm trying to do I'm trying to connect that part of the brain where, that is like tapping into the music memory into the part of the brain that connects, uh, you know, that has taste buds. So 
this is the grand experiment here. And I hope you will get back to me and you'll tell me, like, did it work? Oh, my God, Fred, you're so full of shit. You know, you should you know, jump off a bridge. Please don't say that. I don't want to jump off a bridge. Even if you told me to jump off a bridge, I wouldn't do it. But I think that this will work. I think it'll work. So let's start with the jazz lover. So the jazz lover is someone who's very chill. They're not someone who's like high maintenance necessarily. They don't want to, you know, they like to dress up and like have a good time and everything, but they're not high maintenance in that you don't always have to please them or whatever. They like to sit back and just listen. They don't even need to get up and dance. They can just sit in the corner and snack on like a little, um, a, a little sugary almond and sip their cocktail while they're listening to a live jazz performance in New Orleans. Or they can like flip that switch and then jump up and get on getting on. And I think that's the thing about the jazz lover is the jazz lover can go from really chill and really like just laid back, having a great time, just sitting there listening and relaxing, or they can go all in and straight up party until they're dancing so hard that they're sweating through their clothes. So that is the that is the jazz lover from what I have witnessed throughout my time in New Orleans and throughout my time uh, just being a jazz fan myself. The whiskey for a jazz fan is one that will take you down a road of like, you know what? I just want to sit here and, and relax and think about this. And maybe, um, maybe I want to get up and do something else. And that is the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, to me, just screams jazz music. I want, I want to sip that uh, all day long and listen to great jazz. And then when I'm at the end of it, I'm like, you know what? I want to go party. I mean, I like really want to go dance. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. So it to me, and, and the fact that they have so many ranges, and the fact that you can find it, and that it's pretty affordable, uh, it is, to me, it is the ultimate, ultimate, um, you know, jazz bourbon pairing. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Pretty affordable, actually. So after that, you know, we get into country music. Country music, to me, and I've talked a lot about this on the show, country music is all over the place. My dog died, my wife left me. You know, I mean, I got a tractor, I got a truck. I'm not a singer, folks, so don't judge me for my singing. But there's all kinds of, like, uh, different twists and turns with, with country, and it's, some of it's about place, it's about life, and... Some of it's just downright depressing. And I think about like some of the things that I I drink when I them you know, when I'm depressed to maybe like pick me back up. And it's not a very it's not a very long list. And uh but then I think about some of the other country, like boot scootin' boogie, out there on the dance floor, just kinda having a good time. So I'm not gonna be able to if you're like the if you're the country music fan that wants to listen to something and get wallowy and depressy, I'm not going to be able to help you here. In fact, I would tell you that drinking to that music would probably lead to more wallowy and depressiness. You know, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't advise that. As someone who has fought himself out out of PTSD and and been through therapy, 
Um, when you start feeling depressed, uh, stay away from alcohol. Alcohol is not going to help you through a depression. In fact, I, I don't, when I'm in that state, I don't, I don't touch I don't touch bourbon. And I, I know when I'm in that state and I will avoid it like the plague. So, um, uh, I'm going to tell you that the kind of country music that I would pair uh, whiskey to is the Brooks and Dunn kind of boot scootin' boogie kind of stuff. So the stuff that makes you want to get out there and, and dance and have a good time. Uh, I will say that there are some there are some like in betweens, like uh, uh, you know Friends in Low Places, uh, The Thunder Rolls. Uh, pretty much all of Toby Keith stuff, you know, some of that's got a little bit of a depressing kick to it, but at the same time, there's some groove to it, and I think you can get, I think you can have a little pep of a drink in there with it, but I am going to pair what I think is, uh, what I think, to me, um, breathes country music, and it's going to sound ironic to a lot of folks, um, but that is George Dickel. I think George Dickel is a very country music tasting whiskey. Like I, when I taste George Dickel, which is this really kind of like honey forwards, very citrusy kind of thing. I like. I wanna. I wanna listen to Toby Keith. I wanna listen to. Um, let's say what? Who's a country music artist that I really loved when I was when I was growing up? Brooks and Dunn. Uh, I loved. Um, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks is big influence. Chris Ledoux, when I was at Stillwater, Oklahoma, going to Oklahoma State, they played Chris Ledoux all the time, and so I like that kind of like uh, kind of country, country upbeat sound, and a little bit of that outlaw country too has it. And I think I feel like George Dickel really pairs well with country music, with the exception of the stuff about the wife leaving you and the dog dying, you know, the depressing stuff that's not gonna. You know, if you go down that state, you, you, just, you may not get out of it. So, But George Dickel with that citrusiness, with the, the kind of honey note there, uh, to me it just it, it screams like being in a tack room, like being around like, uh, you know, a barn, being around like, you know, cowboy kind of stuff. And this is something you may not know about me. But I used to rodeo when I was in high school. I rode bulls and I rode uh, I rode broncs and I used to be uh, I tried out for the roping team and do stuff like that. But I really sucked at roping. So, uh, but I could ride and I I I did that. So I spent a lot of time in in around uh, the cowboy life. And George Dickel to me, every time I smell it, man, it reminds me of a tack room every time. Uh, and so. I think George Dickel is a, is the perfect pairing for most country music. Now, when we move on to like hip hop, hip hop is a uh, is a genre that I really think you know. I, I look at hip hop like a, a lot like I do cocktails. Cocktails. I am not. I'm not a cocktail guy. I'm a bartender fan, and so like. Um, Greg Wilson, the bartender for the downtown Louisville Marriott. I'm just a big fan of his. You know, I've had him on the show before. I've I've I brought him into the Repeal Day Expo, uh, and I just think I just love the way he make way he makes cocktails. 
and they're a little booze forward, but he's also a, a whiskey nerd. And so people who kind of like have that same kind of flavor tend to make things that I like. They, if they have that same desire for the same flavor, they tend to make things that I really, really like. And I, I, I found that um, when I was going around ordering Old Fashions or Manhattans, I found a lot of inconsistency. And I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't the cocktail. It was everybody's take on the cocktail. It was everybody's like, um, you know, their their desire to go down a different path uh, with it. And so I decided to like not really be a cocktail fan, but a fan of the bartender. Hip hop is a lot like that for me. There's a lot of hip hop I don't like, but I like the musicians. Like um, Run the Jewels. Like I had Killer Mike on here. I'm a huge fan of Run the Jewels. I love Killer Mike. I love Yellow Wolf. I think I think what Yellow Wolf does as a musician is is on another playing field for you know in in the genre. So I think I think that you could have there's a lot of variations of hip hop. And when you get into like the core of like the mainstream hip hop when you get into the stuff that you know that they're playing on the radio, um, you know, like Tyler the Creator, whom I just think is extraordinary. Uh, you, I, I look at something that is is a blend. I look at something that is a great blend from uh, a, a lot of different styles. And what I have noticed with hip hop is that hip hop can. It is one of the most flexible forms of art in music because they can borrow from over here. They can borrow from over there. They don't need to hold to any type of rule. And I look at barrel bourbon in much the same way I look at hip hop. Barrel, sure in the shit, hasn't followed uh, you know the standard protocol protocol of what you should do if you are a a sourced whiskey purveyor. And they've been taking barrels from all over the world and blending them together and creating their own flavor profiles. And I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. And nobody's ever done it before. How did you come up with this? You know, so they kind of like, they're they're like painters. So like hip hop artists to me are a lot like painters as as, um, uh, barrel bourbon is. So I think barrel bourbon is a great pairing based on how they are created. Now, they also have a very house style. They have a little note in there that I like, you know, that most of you all know I like, marzipan. So you find marzipan a lot in um, in in barrel. And I happen to like tasting marzipan if I'm, you know, rocking out to some hip-hop. So, so barrel is my choice for the hip-hop lover. Now, when we get to kind of a little bit more of that hardcore rap, you know, the... You know that the heavier tones, the you know you might hear a gunshot in the background. Look to me, that is that is a, that is a straight uh, hard whiskey that needs to match the uh, uh, needs to match the you know the the sound, and it's not going to be something that we sip here. This is this is like taking a shot and you know being being hard, and I. I really like I really like 291 uh, bad guy for this. It's a high, it's super high in proof, and you know just the name in itself is 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 bringing it with the bad guy. And <laughs> and I I got to tell you, 
when I tasted that, I was just like, um, I kind of want to go shoot a gun or something. You know, I mean, I kind of wanted to maybe maybe it's because the label was like influencing me to like be a bad guy. I mean, I don't know. I really I really don't know. Maybe I was being influenced by the label. But to me, that that uh, that particular brand, that particular uh, edition of it, I, it just it just screamed uh, going and and doing dumb shit. So maybe maybe that's not the best recommendation, but somehow it feels right to say right now. And hey, I'm always honest. That's the first thing that's coming to my mind with some of that like hardcore uh, hip hop. Now, when we get to rock and roll, there's only one brand that you can really point toward rock and roll. I mean, you've got Jimmy Page chugging it backstage in that iconic photo. You've got Guns N' Roses with Slash holding the bottle right there on the Appetite of Destruction label. You've got rockers from every point of their career with a bottle of it backstage, and that's Jack Daniels. I don't care what Jack Daniels you get. It really does go nicely with rock and roll. That beautiful banana note there, just money, money with a little bit of slash. Of course, a Jack and Coke is usually how most of us are drinking it at a concert. And I'll tell you, man, Jack and Coke holds up really nicely on a long, hot day. It really does. I'd take a Jack and Coke over beer most of the time. So that is my rock and roll pairing. It's always got to be Jack if you're going to say, you know, this is rock and roll. This is what the rock and roll lover would like. And now you've got a lot of really nice Jack Daniels expressions. It's no longer just the 80 proof, the 80 proof uh, black label. You got uh, you got these nice barrel proofs. You got some single barrels. Uh, and there's a barrel proof rye out there if you can get it. But that's a tough one to get. You know, I'm not going to lie. That's. That's that's become extraordinarily hard to find. Now, when we look at someone who likes like classical music or or um, you know something that's a little bit more classical, I think I think what it comes down to is you want something that's complex. You you know I I, I look at these I look at the Beatles like um, they're they're not classical uh, music by any means. They're classic rock, but when I listen to the Beatles. Um, man, I, I need, I need to think. I, I don't want to, I don't want to react. I need to think a little bit kind of like I was talking about that jazz lover. I need to just sit down and think because their music, uh, makes me think. And for me, you know, some of these like, uh, Michter's, uh, 20 year old products, uh, a really nice Pappy Van Winkle, 15 year old, you know, some of these, um, extraordinarily hard to find uh, uh, scotches um, like a Macallan far up there in age but even like if you want to take, talk about a 15 year old maybe but like when we when we look at these like really great nuanced bands you know from um, the early rock days I just I, I gotta sit down and think and I need a whiskey that is gonna make me think and really if you push me if you push me to call one out, I would probably pull out like King of Kentucky, my best American whiskey last year. I'd probably push for uh, Booker's Rye from a few years ago. Like I mean, I'd be dipping into the very best. So anything for the for your palate that is just pushing you along, uh, just just straight up get it and and pair it with it. You know, it's just 
You want something. When music is making you think, you want something on your palate that makes you think. So unfortunately, those are those are hard to come by, and those are not the easiest gifts to get. But I will say that when you have that moment, when you have that moment, great music and great whiskey, there are few things that can ever beat that. I mean it. Just they just it's fantastic. Um. So yeah, that's uh that's pretty much a rounded list. Oh, pop pop music. Well, pop music varies so much based on the artist and you know, and so much of pop music too is about the performance and like how the artist looks and how they kind of react to the crowd. Like, I mean, I think I think Lady Gaga is like amazing. You know, Lady Gaga could you know, I would I would love to see a Lady Gaga show. I'm not going to lie, you know, call me crazy, but I think she is other level awesome. Um, and Katy Perry would be a very different pairing from a whiskey perspective than Lady Gaga, as would, you know, Britney Spears. Well, Britney Spears is kind of an OG in the pop you know, realm, but that's kind of what I grew up with. So, uh, and even Madonna, you know, a, a bit of the, the queen of pop, if you will. I, you know, every one of those artists have something different that you would pair to them. But I would say that, you know, if you have a loved one in your life who is a major uber pop fan, then you do this. You base the pairing of what you get them on what they like most out of these four flavors, okay? So if they are a cinnamon fan, if you find out they like cinnamon, you get them four roses. It's a great bourbon, and it's a very cinnamon forward one. If they like nutmeg, if nutmeg is like their favorite flavor, like a like a nice pumpkin pie, like every Thanksgiving, they're the ones who eat all the pumpkin pie. You know what? Let's go let's go down the road of Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is, can be a little bit difficult to find, but you can find it. And then let's say let's say they are a caramel vanilla fan. Uh, how about how about the that Elijah Craig? Just a regular old small batch Elijah Craig, and then and then if they like grains, let's say if they like uh, cornbread, they like uh, bread, they're like a real bread fan, then go with Knob Creek. So the reason why I, I suggested those, those are all mostly attainable, easy to find, with the exception of Buffalo Trace slightly. Um, and pop music is played so much that I feel like it's the most like attainable music to get and see because it's always out there. So... That'll be a wrap for my, for what might be my annual pairing of whiskey and music. Yeah, that might be a thing. I might do that on an annual basis, but this will be year one. Next week, next week, I've got uh, Scott Ian, who was going to be a guest this week, but we had to reschedule. But Scott Ian of Anthrax will be my guest, and we are going to be tasting... Some really, really nice whiskeys. And I saw the fill levels on the on the whiskeys that I sent him. And it's not looking hopeful that those whiskeys will survive to our interview in a couple of days. <laughs> He's been hitting that. He's been hitting uh, the, the whiskey I sent him. 
But uh, listen, folks, again, if you haven't already, go check out uh, Craft Shack. Go to craftshack.com and search for the Fred Minnick uh, Whiskey Club. There is going to be a lot of great opportunity there, op- opportunities there associated with that. And make sure you're giving me a follow on all the social medias on Instagram, um, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think I'm about to join TikTok. And go to fredminnick.com for more information about all the things I'm doing and sign up for my free newsletter. But I'm just so thankful for you all to listen, and I really appreciate it. Once again, the Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's, The Beeline, and 291 Colorado Whiskey. Till next week, cheers.